0: update news update Amanda I've got some crazy crazy updated news for you What This is this is news that while we're recording is less than 24 hours old
1: Oh oh this is this is news news This is news news Okay
0: So this news news is that a former Air Force veteran and member of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency has just leaked inform. Well, not leaked. He came out publicly and stated that uh, there is a black ops type organization in the U.S. government, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena task force called All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or Arrow. And in this office, this Arrow office, they were tasked with recovering damaged, crashed, unidentified flying objects.
1: Okay, so so there is a UFO recovery task force yes. that he gave information about. Yes. Okay, so that is that is actually interesting because I heard just recently that the United States government made a public statement about the uh, orbs that have been flying around recently, the metal spheres, mm-hmm. that they do not actually have an identification on them and cannot find a propulsion system as far as the imaging goes. I wonder if that statement didn't come as a reaction to knowing this statement was going to come.
0: Possibly, because they also said, this is quoting... Uh... Groosh, that's the last name of this gentleman. Groosh, Groosh, Groosh,
1: co- Groosh. Leaked it. I just want to say
0: Gru, but Groosh.
1: Groosh. Um,
0: these are retrieving non-human origin tech, technical vehicles. Call it spacecraft if you will. Non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. He goes on to say, I thought it was totally nuts and I thought at first I was being deceived that it was a ruse. People started to confide in me, approach me. I have plenty of senior former intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career that confided in me that they were part of the program.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yes. And here's the other part of that. So I mean it's a it's a big article. you Google it, you can find it everywhere right now, but this is on newsnationnow.com Okay. and um, he said there is a sophisticated disinformation campaign targeting the u s. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. Oh yes,
1: trying to ensure that Americans yes, do not believe and or are considered crazy for believing yes.
0: We are definitely not alone, Grush confirmed. The data points quite empirically empirically that we are not alone. And it's not just spacecraft that they recover. Quote, well, naturally, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true
1: i just i just left amanda completely speechless i'm telling you after seeing that alien autopsy video i have never been more convinced that yep the aliens have been to earth like saying their thing is an of course situation at this point but they have been here no doubts
0: he actually said I am for real. I am sitting here at great personal risk and obvious professional risk by talking to you today. Yeah. He said Arrow has not discovered Oh, this is this is a statement released by the Pentagon to News Nation. Arrow has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently
1: but the thing is i do not buy statements like that any longer after the propaganda bill was repealed back under obama's uh reign i can't remember it must have been 2015 2016 that the propaganda bill was overturned i do not believe a word of shit that comes out of the government's mouth because it's, it's it is it's legal for them to propaganda but this or, or is or pop, this is
0: also if, if you talk about like Art Bell and uh, well um, D- George Nori and and all the, ufologists out there they think disclosure like full disclosure is like, any day now, and so I think these type of events where we have one person whistleblowing and coming out are, are just little crumbs to to feed people and tell or,
1: or the little crumbs of we don't know what these orbs are. Yeah. And I and I could agree with that because if we knew for sure at the point of Roswell that there were extraterrestrials or um or even interterrestrials with sophisticated technology, unleashing that information to the world would be life-changing and at this point exactly at this point our society is so adapted to aliens and the idea of technology through media and movies i mean most of the world has access to to alien films and all that so it would be less catastrophic in the way there wouldn't be mass panic yes but but hmm. yeah
0: this is this is like a significant whistle whistleblower event because he said not only do we know there are extraterrestrials and extraterrestrial craft there is an entire division allocated to recovering these
1: craft and 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 or pilots did you catch during the high pandemic point it was either shortly before or shortly after the CIA released a flood of undocumented or unclassified imagery and, yes. and all that. Yeah, uh, that a statement was made concerning talking to the Federation. Yes. Of
0: like, like planets,
1: planets. Yeah.
0: Yes, I yeah. believe it is called the Federation of Planets.
1: Meaning that they have not only found some strays, crashed and died on our planet, but they have had actual conversations with. And and that's why I think when... I, I don't agree with a lot that Trump did, but I almost wonder if the Space Force initiative that he...
0: Oh, 100%. I 100% believe that when Trump got in office and he heard about extraterrestrial friends or or non-friends he went and why haven't we done anything about this
1: why don't we have a dedicated section of our military yes to to, to handle deal with it? this yeah whether politically as far as ambassadors go or it, well, yeah fair or or to be an actual defense if they mm-hmm. are yeah i yeah so the the reason why this news flash tied in so
0: well with our topic today, the topic was already picked out, the topic, my note cards were already written. And today's topic is the Warminster
1: UFOs. Oh my gosh. So ones that probably Arrow already handled and 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 snuck away. If the Brits didn't, we did. All right, fair enough okay All right, fair enough. so today
0: we are drinking a it's it's actually labeled as a ginger snappish tea ginger snappish and it is it's a very good tea it's kind of like a season like a seasonal tea but honestly uh, how can you go wrong with ginger snap
1: I well and I love ginger like mm. I really do it's an underrated flavor.
0: You can use it so versatily. it's amazing. Like,
1: like the way that some people are pumpkin spice people is the way that <laughs> I am a ginger You're person. You're a
0: ginger person, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so today, yep, we are talking about Warminster UFOs.
1: Okay, well now that we know that they're for sure real, let's get into it. Sure, yeah, because <laughs> I
0: mean now I'm going to look at this with like a,
1: well, I
0: personally believe that UFOs and aliens are real before this, but having that little confirmation piece of information just makes it so much more substantial, I think.
1: Uh, Yeah. And again, I'll I'll say it a million times. I think it would be arrogant to believe we're the only life forms out here with any sort of advanced technology.
0: (laughs) Bing, bing, bing. Okay. So this began in earnest i'm gonna say in earnest because i think there were a couple sightings before this but this seemed to be the pivotal time in warminster uk uh when they really started to see an uptick and things going on in warminster
1: so can i ask real quick for clarification Mm -hmm. warminster uk uk is like uh kind of scotland and kind of england and kind of this part here so if you think about it as states
0: like the united states Mm -hmm. scotland is actually its own state i say loosely so is wales
1: but it's all part of the uk
0: so so is yep northern ireland where
1: is warminster so
0: warminster i think because i did i did look this up on the
1: map Mm, i love that
0: so um it's it's inland from where Bath would be. And Bath is like a kind of a prominent seaside resort town. Okay. So it's inland from that. And I would say, as you're looking at the map of just England, it's kind of centrally located.
1: Okay, okay. So this is basically smack dab in the middle of England. Mm-hmm. Okay. And,
0: and I'm going to give you some more deets here in a second. I, I like
1: having context that way, knowing it's not just some farmers out in a field. Yep. You know what I mean?
0: Yep, yep, yep. So on August... 17th, 1965, a detonation-type noise was heard throughout the city. Oh. Rocking houses um, on the town's Borum Field housing estate before a monstrous orange flame was seen in the sky making a crackling and hissing sound. Oh, that's very specific. Yes.
1: That's gotta be a huge fire too.
0: Yes. Okay. So, um and and like I said, this this there were things going on before this because this incident had been preceded by similar incidents since Christmas Day nineteen sixty four.
1: Hmm. So
0: for about a year and a half, they'd been having super weird aerial things happening in Warminster. But this
1: was probably the most definite one i would yes assume. this was
0: the most like people heard it people there were so many people that no heard it, it under it. the rug exactly they actually had like a city, city town hall type meeting to discuss what it was oh my god and of course got no answers uh, from if the if that doesn't
1: read government cover-up i don't know what does. yeah
0: yeah so um warminster you think about like suburbs in the in the u.s vernacular so warminster is kind of a um well it's its own place but it, it you know it has those towns that, that, that sort are really kind of feel right right suburb type feel so wiltshire is 18 miles from warminster oh okay so um you're talking about Less than 15 minutes by car, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. So, it's just, like, from Mackie to Moore. Yeah. <laughs> or from Moore to Arco.
1: Like, an average commute for Americans. And, yes. And, like, a vacation getaway for Europeans. <laughs> there you
0: go. So, Wiltshire is famous for ham, white horses, and... Stonehenge oh
1: okay yes. okay okay.
0: yes. allegedly another hot spot for UFOs. Stonehenge. yeah. so but the thing is is that Warminster seems to actually have almost as much or more than Wiltshire. Oh and so much so a National Archive for UFO sightings is actually in Warminster
1: wow yeah that's incredible yeah that'd be a cool place to check out right like road trip oh we gotta go to the (laughs) we gotta go to the uk we take in the we take in the alaska like little bridge when it's when it's warm enough to road trip there yeah
0: we will road trip there we will figure it out
1: okay i'm down let's go okay
0: during the warminster sightings so it was kind of like a cluster started out as a cluster in that 1965 okay. and kind of progressed from there. So during the sightings, many motorists in the area had reported their cars failing after seeing orbs of light or spheres or hearing noises in the sky. These plasmas or spheres would cause malfunctions in vehicles, engines, and... And radios when in close proximity. So kind of dials in with a lot of other UFO sightings. Barney Betty Hill. I mean.
1: They have those orbs yes. out at Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Exactly. Like. And they have weird electrical phenomena that yeah. happens out there. So, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, they could even. Um, this is. Okay. This is a point that I found fascinating. They could even impact on the witness's brain to cause psychological effects such as vivid but mainly incorrect recollection of events as well as extended memory retention and repeat experiences.
1: Oh. Is that
0: not interesting?
1: Yeah, because... Coming back changed in that way mentally is typical of abduction type
0: right stuff. So right. So the reason why I found that in- interesting and, and you bring up again Skinwalker Ranch is because there was uh, there's an incident that they talk about on their show, um, with one of the security guards there who he got like, they were digging in a certain area. He got a massive headache. And he actually had evidence on a CT scan that he had a swelling underneath his scalp, close to his brain. And so, yeah, they 100% contributed to the digging on the ranch and where they were digging on the ranch and and that type of thing. I
1: I, I kind of theorize where most of the orbs have have come up, that it is from crash sites like things that got out of the ship
0: yep and see that's what i'm starting to think about skinwalk i'm working we can't we can't go too far getting i'm getting off the path yeah
1: but but yes i think those are anywhere that a ufo has crashed or has at least stopped and opened up like like i think i get it yep you know what i mean yep yep okay um uh
0: Another report actually said that the reasons for the uh, formation, movement, separation, and general activity of buoyant, charged masses was not completely understood, but an increase in atmospheric dust and emissions can contribute to the formation of dusty plasmas. (laughs) and they may have been responsible for an increase in sightings so that was kind of the government that was the town hall government's reaction to it too many
1: coal emissions it's causing us to have plasma dust bunnies that cause memory problems yep obviously yes how did you not learn this in elementary school
0: buoyantly (laughs) charged masses yeah and uh because obviously they couldn't say swamp gas because the americans were already Uh, using that uh,
1: word basically what they said is is
0: it's swamp gas.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what they Swamp uh, that, gas. That,
0: that was just a long-winded... Can you imagine, though, British? British. The report says that the reasons for the formation, movement, separation, and general activity of buoyantly charged masses was not completely understood, but an increase in atmospheric dust and emissions can contribute to the formation of... Dusty bunny plasmas that may have been responsible
1: for an increase in sightings. Any questions must be taken to Her Majesty herself yes. in present. Otherwise, you shall be executed.
0: <laughs> Rubber stamp those. Care of... <laughs> not West...
1: <laughs> Westminster Abbey. I was going to say Westminster Abbey, but that's not correct. It's it's um, the Congress. I don't no buckingham palace (laughs) there we go
0: there we go okay i i digress again
1: (laughs) no that's that's the equivalent it was a (laughs) a brush off (laughs) i know it was
0: totally so the ufo that wasn't was a book or article written by robert cowan in may 28th of 1980 actually it was an article may 28th 1980
1: Okay. So, you know,
0: 15 so years afterwards. uh, He said, In Warminster, England, Warminster, England, a flying saucer appeared in the night sky with a burst of purple light, according to 30 witnesses. Well, here's the thing. They also said that a detector sounded that indicated the presence of a strong magnetic field. Photos were taken at the time showing a saucer moving across the sky. And what does this guy say about it? This was said to be a staged hoax. What? Perpetrated by David Simpson, a physicist who says the mind sees what it wants to see. And occasionally, individuals with relevant technical backgrounds become involved. It is disturbing to witness the abandoning of their mental disciplines and common sense. Right. They literally said that it was a hoax. So
1: so if it had been a hoax, the purpose this guy proposes yes. is to show the public that even the most rationally minded scientific brains can react in a dramatic way if they yes. see something they don't know how to explain
0: yes and they they actually go on to, to say that there were two college students that helped in perpetrating this with shining different lights up the hill and and all kinds of other things that
1: totally explains the massive shake that and boom that everyone oh yeah through the completely
0: 100 percent.
1: obviously the mirrors did it
0: well enough of this negative nancy <laughs> let's talk about
1: ufos and
0: aliens because we know they're real yes okay so, um, that was the Warminster, what they consider the Warminster thing. They just called it a thing. The thing. Yep, in 1965. That was the thing. The That's Warminster the thing. thing. Well, guess what? There was a Warminster thing, too.
1: <gasps> dun, Warminster dun, dun, thing, dun. too. Back for revenge. Yes. <laughs> see it in theaters. And
0: this was a, a Lulesgate bottom on September 14th,
1: 1965.
0: Okay. An object or UFO emitting an unearthly blue light and a shrill whine as it passed overhead, pausing briefly over the boundary of Bristol airport. So, um, it continues. And so I, I, from my perspective, you can't tell me that every single incident is going to be a hoax. In fact, what if one in 10 or one in 100 Aren't but, a hoax.
1: And if they are all hoaxes, on the yeah. weird off chance every single UFO yes, sighting every single one. is a hoax, what the heck are our air traffic controllers doing that right. they're letting all these teenagers and weird scientists into airspace for nonsense like this? Utter nonsense! <laughs> Utter nonsense! Poppycock, I say. This is why we have the glowing dust buddies. <laughs> yes.
0: Well... Mr. Kenneth Kimberly, 32 at the time, was driving home in his Bentley at midnight. Suddenly ahead of me, I saw a patch of odd greenish-blue light across the road. Mm. So this is the Warminster thing, too. I suppose it was about 50 yards wide. Oh. Massive. He thought he saw what he saw was a patch of mist on the road that was being illuminated. But as he entered this area of light, his engine cut out abruptly and his lights went out. Oh. I immediately braked and the car stopped. Then I heard the sound. It was a shrill, high-pitched noise like a jet engine. It seemed somehow close yet distant at the same time. As he sat there in his car, it began to vibrate. Oh. So much so he jumped out thinking it was an earthquake. Oh. Uh that was happening. And as he did so, the light just disappeared, just bloop, gone. He jumped back into the car, the engine turned over, and he GTFO'd, got out of there. But he actually went directly to a police station. After this report. happened, to report it. And their, their attitude was, well, what do you want us to do about it?
1: I, I mean, to be <laughs> that fair. Uh, That's fair. Again, why we need an uh, official task force for handling these events. Because the police are not trained to handle or... <laughs> <laughs> to defend and protect.
0: Not investigate greenish-blue lights and weird...
1: It's, it's, not, weird it's not under their umbrella. And it's unfair to ask them for it to be. That's fair. That's fair. I can, I can, yeah, I
0: can get on board with that. Okay. And, uh, 1965, uh, Arthur Shuttlewood was the editor at the Warminster journal newspaper. Um, and this, his tenure was during the sixties. He was a skeptic at first, but then became convinced the visitations were real In August 1965, he was handed a photograph taken by a local man, Gordon Faulkner, which showed a classic flying saucer in the skies above the town. Soon after, he started seeing saucers of his own. In 1973, he claimed to have seen an average of two sightings per week over seven years yeah that is crazy
1: it is crazy and i i think sightings probably like probably are more frequent than we realize and either go unreported yep or are unknown to the viewer themselves because one stars are getting harder and harder for us to view Mm -hmm. and two knowledge of where stars are located in the sky and interpretation of the night sky sure. is almost none. Right. So most people do not know what they should be seeing in the sky and will excuse anything as oh, that's a comet or that's a, right. a satellite.
0: It has gotten a lot better, I would say, in the last few years with the apps you can get on your smartphones right. that are like real time we, star we've seen charts and a
1: a reintroduction and flux that we haven't seen since pre-computers, I want to say. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of that has to do with people having access to understanding what's in their night sky. Yep. Yep. And what's not supposed to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But two sightings a day or a week. Right.
0: Like, there's actually, um, and, and sometime we might delve into this, um, aspect later but there are people who actually claim that they can attract ufos that they can either subconsciously or consciously call out to ufos and and have them appear in the sky
1: i'm very familiar with this concept i'm
0: not sure how much i buy into it but okay (laughs) teach their own right yeah okay so uh a ufo landing
1: in in warminster
0: In 1967, six saucer-shaped objects were discovered around the southwest. The silver vessels emitted beeping noises, prompting an immediate response from the police and the army. So this is, we're talking about this one is actual experts showed up. So the experts went after the spaceships with hammers and chisels. Very scientific at the time. Yeah. When dissected, the machines exploded with a mixture of foul-smelling slime. Ugh. Chemical analysis revealed this to be rancid bread dough. And this one was also a hoax. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) But this is why it's hard to get people to be on board with UFOs. It's just because if you have hoaxes with rancid bread dough and you're talking about plasma bunnies, I mean, there are going to be people that's, they're just not going to take you
1: seriously. Well, well, yeah, and there's either the people who are so educated that the, that the education system has taught them to rationalize, uh, over-rationalize things mm-hmm. like this, or there's the people who are so undereducated that they just don't buy it because they don't think that's it's anywhere remotely possible right so so there's this weird in-between zone of people who are just educated enough that they see that and they're like i'll take that one with a grain of salt that one's probably not true but that one's very plausible and rational and it's a weird but but i mean for me like Totally believe in aliens, a hundred and ten percent. Yes, believe they've been here. If I heard someone say, "You won't believe it," they just cracked into a UFO and and bread dough came out. I'd be like, "Nah." So this is one of <laughs> this
0: is one of the the many um, pictures they've actually gotten from Warminster. It's your typical nineteen fifties nineteen sixties flying disc. Um, a lot of these have actually been analyzed and and have said that they have not been tampered with the the film which is negative film which you cannot fake yeah uh the negative film shows the same thing here's another one and this was this is one more specifically from 1965 oh that one I like cuz it's kind of trying to blend into the clouds I feel
1: like right and there are there are cloud formations that can appear very unnatural right but usually they come in if one cloud is in this very unnatural shape that that one appears to be yeah it is usually surrounded by countless other clouds in a similar shape because of the way that weather patterns have to happen for that shape to naturally form yeah so when it's just there amongst regular looking clouds that's that's your red flag (laughs) when you look at this too i am i mean
0: it looks like it looks like there's shadow underneath it, but at the same time there's shadow above it, so I can't really use that to to say that it's real, but um, No,
1: but 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 again, even if you're just like, yeah, but clouds can form in weird shapes. Yeah. If you don't know, they only form in those weird shapes as a collective. The weather yeah. can't change to one specific cloud and not all the others. Right. When it's alone like that, mm-mm. That that's a UFO, hundred and ten percent. Maybe using real clouds as cloaking, but it's. <laughs> it's I mean, right, uh, and that's even a jump. But like, that is not sure. Uh, it's no longer naturally occurring when n- uh, none of the rest in nature are behaving that way. I guess is what I'm getting at. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a good point. Okay, uh,
0: 1996 Stonehenge crop circles. Oh so crop circles reported in england i mean obviously for a very long time and we we may or may not get into that at some point but um very noticeable and very reported since the 1970s yeah uh they are mostly geometric patterns appearing in grain fields and some of them are extremely complex yeah uh a hoax warning again. I mean, there there have been people out there that have showed that um, you can mimic a crop circle. But we're, we're not going to even delve into that right now. Yeah, we're just yeah. going to talk about uh, one appeared at Stonehenge in 1996. The fractal-like pattern appeared in just one hour in broad daylight.
1: In a recognizable, uh, probably well-guarded historical site. Yes. I would not imagine that they could have had someone sneak in and created such a thing in such a short period of time without some sort of authority recognizing it. Because, you know, it'd be like if if... Someday we saw uh, wigs put on top of uh, the National Monument with all the presidents. You know, like, right, right. Like in less than an hour, it's like no, yeah. <laughs> Even if a human could do this, no, it's it's too big of a deal for us to be ignoring it for an hour. Right, and so this this is actually
0: um, the design from that nineteen ninety six. Oh my
1: gosh, it's a plus sign x sign if you ever played gamecube it looks like the little gamecube intro <laughs> I, I was thinking cubert but Q-bert, i'm old yeah, school yeah yeah i'm old school but, no same thing it's that but
0: it's massive and it's 3d i is that stonehenge right there um i that is uh, nope those are actually people oh okay standing in reference
1: to it so it we're talking massive yeah um, There's no way that got done in an hour without yeah. a massive crew working on it. And again, yeah, how are they getting there with no one noticing in broad daylight for an hour? Exactly. It it's uh, the logistics of that are more improbable to me than a giant ship landing there and creating a pressure yes. in that shape. You know Correct. what I mean? Correct. So, um, okay clay
0: hill craft uh several people reported seeing several strange craft hovering above clay hill in 2001 oh this is an 800 foot tall hill that towers over the land and it is on the site i shouldn't say on the site it is the site of an iron age hill fort and burial ground
1: interesting so
0: obviously again some pretty significant historical history there yeah yeah Yeah. so they call this the unofficial ufo observatory of warminster and wiltshire
1: which to be fair an abandoned fort would make for an excellent excellent place to observe humans well just the the
0: the height of the hill itself um so I'll, I'll go on with my notes. It has a panoramic views of the sky and the Wiltshire countryside. And it's like a 360. Yeah. Because it's so tall. You can like walk around the top of it and have a view of anywhere.
1: Well, and,
0: yeah. and if,
1: if you're looking for a safe place to observe humans from, an already built building is a great option. And an already built building that people aren't allowed to go inside is an even better option. I, <laughs> I don't know if there's still... F- Fort there. Oh. But it's just the... Historical site
0: of a his- Historical site. But the mm-hmm. fact that it's so high up above it's the surrounding such countryside... It's a yeah.
1: point.
0: Yep. So Clay Hill is a prominent landmark to the west of uh, Warminster. Um, this craft was described as moving slowly with three lights in a triangular formation. And it was actually buzzed by... RAF military jets when people really? were seeing it in the sky. Yep.
1: I'm looking up Clay Hill Fort. I'm sorry.
0: Yep. <laughs> so um and fun fact,
1: there's oh, wow. there's
0: actually a Clay Hill trail. So you can hike around and up and down the the, the hill it itself. Might
1: as well be a pyramid with how mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. And on this Clay Hill Trail, there are pubs along the hiking route, <laughs> so you can stop and get a cuppa or a pint, which I thought was fascinating. I'm like, I need to, I need to go there. So uh, the next sighting that I have is the Lockeridge and Atworth sightings. Um, a man posting on a BBC news article reported seeing three metallic craft in june 2005 while he was cycling near Lockeridge, he said he watched for three to four minutes while they hovered over a wheat field making random trails down the hillside oh he stated i have no doubt whatsoever what we are that we are being visited by other levels of intelligence, although I don't, although don't ask me why or where from. He goes on to state that this happened in broad daylight. He tried to take pictures with his mobile phone, and again, 2000, even though this was 2005, very recently, I mean, cell phones still had kind of crappy cameras back then. So I can imagine that that's why he couldn't get a good picture. But he said um, he couldn't get a good picture with his mobile phone, so he wrote off. He describes himself as being skeptical, albeit with an open mind.
1: Yeah. And and again, I think that's that's right in the place where most people who have encounters lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like, it, it's not usually someone who's a... Uh, Born and raised, believing in UFOs, and sits out on their porch actively looking for right? them every night. You know, I,
0: I, I'm of the opinion, because I have seen some strange things in my skies, um, that the first encounter I had, I initially went, what am I seeing? And then, am I seeing that right? And then it went from, am I seeing that right, to what is that because now I know I'm seeing something and then trying to find a way to comparison in my brain to, to justify what I was seeing. And then when I could not justify or come up with a rational, rational explanation even me, who is very much a believer, I still was like, did I just see what I saw?
1: Yeah, because it's almost like when you are a believer, you don't mm-hmm. want to be the person to whistleblow on an airplane. Or, oh, yeah, Or totally. the International Space Station or something. Because yeah. you know that it is not a societally accepted belief. Correct. And, and so to jump immediately to alien is almost to ruin your chances of convincing anyone if it actually is an alien. Right. You, you have to go through everything else and nine times out of ten when I see stuff in the sky it's yeah that's. So the the thing is is that um, like
0: you said earlier underreported because I think people are they don't want that ridicule they don't want to be you know they don't questioned whistle, or made Or made fun of, or yeah, they, they, they,
1: they're unsure.
0: They're unsure. And so you're right. It's like, it's easier to say that was some weird airplane versus, oh my gosh, I just saw an alien flying saucer.
1: As important as astronomy was, as far as a navigational and seasonal calendar to so many who came before us, it is been completely neglected and abandoned by the education system, at least in America today, right? A- and so it, you and most people can't even see the stars. We have an advantage of
0: yes, because uh, we we are literally a mountain range over from the dark sky preserve. Yeah,
1: and most, in the United States, and it's such a small town out here that our light pollution is is minimal minimal yeah and so yeah but but even then nine times out of ten i know oh that's a satellite oh that's a plane because it's going in a direction and it stays going in that direction and it behaves this way yep i anyone who's a skeptic and has seen something like this is automatically i'm like yes they saw it yep because we've all been there (laughs) yep
0: so um A bizarre sighting of a strange shaped light floating above a hill in Somerset has sparked theories that it could be a UFO. It was actually caught on film by a resident from Frome, which shows streaks of light over nearby, yep, you guessed it, Clay Hill.
1: This happened the
0: 2nd of June, 2017.
1: Super recent.
0: The footage shows, um, lasts a few minutes, showing a peculiar light moving in a circular manner in the night sky. Now that's bizarre. The person that actually recorded it thought it was a drone with a, quote, Fancy flame effect tail or something. End quote.
1: Yeah. Fancy flame tail? Yes. Okay. So I I don't have the video. Don't fly your drones with fire, first off. I don't have a video,
0: but I have a still picture.
1: That's not a drone. Yeah. That's not a drone. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. So the fact that, that...
0: it's, you can actually see that you can see the bright light at the front and then it's, it it does. It looks like a tail and it kind of peters out, but it's definitely curved, definitely circular. Well, and I think what people would have to realize too is to see that in the night sky, it has to be large. And
1: super bright.
0: Yes. Yeah. It, we're not talking about some little
1: belly light on a drone or no some weird type flashlight
0: or
1: no that yeah. that is incredible especially to have captured it on camera yeah like think about how many times you've tried to take a picture of the moon with your phone right so to, so to get it on camera really speaks to size and brightness yes yes that's is incre- that not crazy that's incredible yeah. Yeah, again, please don't fly your drones with fire.
0: (sighs) Yes, don't, yeah, don't attach fire to your drones.
1: And even if it were a drone, again, where is our arrow? because we have like a little drone, and we've flown it around. You have Mm -hmm. to, so when you fly drones, you have to be very careful about where you fly them, how high you fly them, um, because you're not allowed to fly them in certain areas. Like if you tried to fly it in a national park, you will have the park rangers and five minutes on your butt telling you to get your drone out of the sky because it's not allowed there right so you don't just have a flaming drone in the sky without someone coming and getting mad at you and then having a public announcement in the newspaper or news the next day and being like please no flying your drones in this area we caught a perpetrator last night it's not allowed right when they ignore shit like this it's so very obviously something they don't want to bring attention to for a very good reason exactly like, exactly so um
0: and and the other aspect is like out here even though we're out in the middle of nowhere we have the idaho national laboratory and it's a no-fly zone yeah and, and, and they, they have made it completely clear that that includes drones
1: it's not even a step zone this you're talking about a place that owns so much land that if you step five feet off the highway to take a pee they're gonna be there with cruisers to tell you to get off their land
0: honestly people it's like area 57 or something it's like it's like a no man's land you can't go in there without high high security
1: Granted, they you know they're dealing with nuclear radiation and stuff, so I get the high security measures. But that said, because they have such high security measures, when we see phenomena out in the desert,
0: yeah, uh, which I have,
1: yeah, it is like, mm-mm. Yeah. mm, yeah, they're they're not doing flight over there. They don't do flight over there,
0: exactly. Period. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I've I do actually have a video though. Uh. And um, I was trying to pull that up. So sorry for the the, the weird
1: noise in the background. Weird
0: noise in the background. Fine. So this is, um, you can find this on YouTube. It's a short, less than five minute clip. Um, it's from The Proof Is Out There, Shocking UFO Maneuvers Spotted. This is in their season two. And if you don't know, The Proof Is Out There is um, a history channel show. Uh, this video shows two objects in the daytime sky that are disc shaped above warminster but the truly odd part of this is that it goes from two objects to five objects in like kind of even the blink of an eye
1: two to five
0: yes Like the
1: two morph like,
0: so cellular division. (laughs) Yes, it multiplies, but multiplies in a weird way. So I'm going to show you this clip and then I'm going to, I'm going to tell people, hopefully we can post our, um, the link on it so that you can take a look for yourself because it is interesting. Okay. So he's, he's given a little lead up. He says, this is Warminster, England. Shows you where it's at. So, yeah, kind of the... Kind of the countryside. Okay, so now watch. What? You've got two obviously metallic, shiny objects. Or insanely bright, if not metallic. And they go one direction, and then they come back the other direction. So it's not like they're just traveling like, an aer- like a regular airplane. They actually... And I'm going to play that one more time. They almost
1: swoop in the way that I would expect birds to be moving.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to play that
1: one more time. Like if you've ever run up on a field of birds and seen it kind of fly away and then swoop and come back. That is the behavior I'm seeing. Yeah. But it actually is two metallic objects. And then it
0: it turns Going one way and they literally in one second...
1: It, looks, the like, it looks like cellular division, the way that they yeah. split off, because they do become smaller. Mm. But
0: definitely aircraft. Yeah,
1: and even if you could blame the two to five on perhaps perspective, yeah. you cannot explain that flight behavior in anything but a bird.
0: Right, but even a bird, it's like, how big would that bird have to be? Because that, it, that video huge, was from far look, away.
1: It's huge, and they look shiny, which says to me, yes, craft of some sort. But what I'm saying is is you could not... Any craft that we are aware of would not do that. Yes. Yeah. The, the craft that we have public information on does not behave that way ever, period, Exclamation point. Do you know that that is
0: actually um, a more common, um, common description of UFOs in the last couple of years is that they will multiply? Like you're watching them and then all of a sudden you have multiples?
1: Well, yeah, if they've been visiting Earth and had deep space travel, or again, if they're interplanetary and they've had this kind of travel of weird... Yeah. Patterns since Roswell. Oh, before, we know before Roswell, the the, the Trinity incident. Yeah, yeah. Since, since around that time, though, that, yeah. that that era. For sure, uh-huh. Then, of course, their their stuff would have advanced. Right. Uh, that makes complete sense.
0: For me, I think about it this way. If you have two objects going one direction, and then literally in one second, they reverse and go the other direction, and now there's five of them. What if, like cloaking devices had interference or something so you have two that weren't cloaked then the rest and then they reversed direction and all of a sudden the ones that were cloaked aren't cloaked anymore and so now you have five rather than it multiplying well
1: well, yeah or 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 it can even be as simple as i mean kids toys do this kind of stuff if you have one big toy Mm -hmm. right And, and it's a it's a transformer Let's oh, say. yeah, yeah. and But it's it's made out of Optimus Prime and, and Bumblebee and, and all these different... Oh, gotcha. Okay. Those can easily split off and become their own and entities. It's not irrational for a big huh. ship to have smaller ship counterparts to split off into. Okay, yeah, that's... I, I yeah, mean, that's, that's reasonable. the mechanics of it to split off midair and stuff are unfathomably complicated. Right. But they're... I mean, we even have small-scale children's toys that do a similar thing, and one big thing becomes smaller things. Yeah, 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 that's true. I can't argue with that. You don't even need some sort of magical, actual jelly cellular division to make that happen. Right. Just crazy amounts of science. Exactly. (laughs) Crazy
0: amounts of science. There you go. We got aliens and science. Yes. So bottom line, bottom line, folks, UFOs are out there. They are watching us. And they are real. I don't, I don't personally, I mean, I, I like the term UFO, unidentified flying object. As opposed to
1: unidentified aerial phenomena.
0: Yeah. You're just trying to relabel something that we already knew was going on. They're
1: retagging it for purposes of being able to reclassify information they do not want people to have it 100%
0: know. agree with that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, uh information today came from express.co.uk, the Warminster thing. Uh has UK's biggest mass UFO sighting uh case finally been solved by John Aston. Uh Wiltshirelive.co.uk. Wiltshire's most notorious UFO sightings from the 1960s to the present day again by uh or not again sorry uh by dave doyle and that was from the 27th of february 2022 and the clay hill trail epic views an ancient fortress and a flying saucer hotspot that one was again by dave doyle and it was from 20 uh 21st of january 2022 uh, dailymail.co.uk shimmering light spotted near Britain's US, UFO capital 2nd of June 2017 and like I said we're gonna we'll get the um, the link for the video that I shared with Amanda about the the things in the sky above Warminster so that you can look for yourself you can you know if you think it's a bird a plane
1: or Superman <laughs> Hey, let us know. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us, tell us. You know, if they do think it's Superman, they still technically think it's an alien. Fair enough. (laughs) Kryptonian. (laughs) All right. You got me there. So, tea or no tea on Clay Hill? Yeah, absolutely. I'm still 110% on the page that if I ever got abducted, my first and only would re- reaction would be, get my close family members and take us to wherever you live, because it's got to be better than this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my thing would be
1: is, uh, I would just
0: like to sit there and, and see something. And observe. Yeah. Yeah. And if they decided to land and, and say, we come in peace, or we come in pieces, we want your Reese's pieces. I don't know. I mean I, I, I we want in-
1: your Reese's pieces. Did you just throw in ET right? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Dad gummit.
0: <laughs> I did. Freaking did. Uh, I Okay. I I, I I would probably say to the aliens, come on down to the pub down the bottom of the trail. We'll have a pint and a cuppa and uh Yeah, please just don't probe me.
1: Yeah, my reaction would be like, look, I have know you guys have a fascination with cows because you're not sure why we keep so many, but let me introduce you to a little thing called milk, cheese, and ice cream. <laughs> that are excellent. Yes. You will then understand our fascination with these cows. <laughs> Correct.
0: <laughs> ice cream is the best. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, <laughs> so yep, definitely
0: tea on Clay Hill, definitely tea with the uh, Warminster UFOs. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Okay, well, peeps, uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Follow us again on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, where you can listen to
1: us to your heart's content. We have several episodes out there now. Share with your with your other conspiracy nut friends or your other cryptid friends. We talk about weird stuff on all your ends creepy of the creepy mystery, sp- peeps. Yeah, we, yeah. We talk about anything weird and mysterious on this planet. So if you've got a weird friend who would like this stuff too share us because guess what when, when sharing is caring okay absolutely <laughs> we love you guys and we want more of you guys to be listening so that we 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 can keep doing this absolutely we would like to keep
0: sharing our uh mystery tea with y'all oh yeah so keep it steeped and uh we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.